Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you are there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. We've been talking about in our power series. Somebody say power. The Word of God said in Acts, the first chapter. The eighth verse, it says this. But you will receive... Power. Somebody say power. power. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. The Amplified says this, but you will receive dunamis. Somebody say dunamis. Dunamis power. Which means ability, efficiency, and might. Translation dunamis means power in action. Tell somebody beside you, God wants you to have power in action. See, power means ability. These lights that are shining on me, they have power, they have the ability to shine, but it's not until a couple of things are flipped in the back that their true ability comes to the forefront. God has given you all things that pertain to life and godliness. You are filled with every seed and every good thing that you would ever need to accomplish what God called you to do. But if you never activate your power, those seeds will lie dormant in your spirit. Tell somebody, I'm going to activate my power. Today we're going to talk about, and I see why God said it today, we're going to talk about the power to receive. Somebody say the power to receive. Can I tell you, people of God, God is chomping at the bit to give to you. But he wants you to be in position to receive. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for what we feel in this room. We thank you, Lord, for what you're about to say. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that Jones decreases right now so that you can come to the forefront and you can say what you want to say and you can do what you want to do and you can have whatever way you want to have. God, this is your time. You are the keynote speaker. You are the one who we came to hear speak in this place. Do what you want to do. Don't let us go until you change us. <laughs> Lord, we want to be more like you. We want to be in position so that we can receive what the Father wants to give to us. God, we love you. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. On your way down, tell somebody you have power to receive. Does anybody feel the presence of the Lord in this place? Tell somebody, I feel him. I feel him.
I've got a couple of topics that I want to talk about, but it's very important that you do things in the order that God has for you. And I really wanted to do this a little bit later, but God said, now is the time that I want you to do it. Before I get started good, I want to put a plug in for the weekend of December the 1st through the 3rd. Somebody say December 1st through the 3rd. It's a weekend that we're designating, we're calling Pursuit Weekend. What we're dedicating that whole weekend is a culmination of our faith to go after God. Don't know what he's going to do. Don't know what's going to manifest, but we do know that every time we encounter him, <laughs> he makes us better. He said, those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, those are the ones he's going to feel. How many of you can stand to be filled, even if it's being filled all over? So I want you to put it on your calendars right now, block out time, because it's going to be a weekend that God is going to change us. There are some things that God wants to put in place, some things that God wants to establish. Friday night, we're going to meet him. We're going to have an encounter. It's going to be a night of worship, but we're going to just see what God wants to do. Because we know when we worship him, y'all know, know when we were just worshiping him, he showed up. We're going to dedicate a Friday night. Ain't got nowhere to go. Ain't got no time to be there for no other reason than to get in his face and watch and see what God wants to do. And then Saturday morning, after we have let God change us, we're going to get before him and we're going to ask God to change others through intercession. How many know the intercession is necessary in, the, in today's times? That there is a world that is hurting. There is a world that is perplexed. There is a world that is on its way to hell. And if somebody doesn't step in the middle, intercede means to step in between the living and the dead. And to pray for those that don't know how to pray for themselves. And so we're going to have a session of intercession. Intercession is very selfless. When we go to God a lot of times for, you know, for our own things, it's selfish. Which is okay to be selfish sometimes. But God saved us to be a blessing, to be a go-between, to be a covering for other people. How many know somebody in your life or on your job that could, could, that could use some covering? Some people that the devil has a real hold on them. And unless you speak something, unless you stand and tell the devil to lose his hold on them, he's going to continue having, having, having control over them. But tell somebody, he has to let them go. He has to let them go. I want to build a case that you are a receiver. Tell somebody, I am a receiver. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. But in order to fully understand that you are a receiver, we must first have to understand what, what, what our job is to receive. And there is, no, there is no good being a receiver if you don't have a source that's a giver. And the first thing I want to establish before we make our full case is God is the source. Somebody point up to him and say, God, you are the source. We're not reminding him. We're reminding ourselves. The word of God in John 1 and 1 says this, y'all. It says that in the beginning was the word. Oh, well, that don't seem too important. But the word was with God and the word was God. So before anything was made, people of God, there was God. 
So the first thing that was established is the most important and the Lord of everything that follows. Why am I saying this? I'm saying this because the thing that you feel like that's about to take your very breath, the thing that you feel like that is squeezing you so tight that you feel like you're about to go down for the last count, I want you to know that that thing was created after God. And guess what? It has to obey what he says. It cannot supersede the will and the mind of God himself. The word goes on to say, the same was in the beginning with God. All things that were made were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made now that sounds like a riddle but what 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 the word god is saying is everything that was made even lucifer devil the devil himself was made by god you have to understand that lucifer was an archangel and because he made a foolish decision he was given over to the spirit of the devil but guess what? As much as he can rage, as much as he can cause havoc in our lives, he still has to bow his knee to God the Father. I got proof to you. Y'all remember in Job, the devil was roaming around. He was roaming around to and fro. The devil, God said to the devil, said, devil, what is it that you're doing? He said, I'm, I'm just roaming the earth looking to see who I can devour, who I can mess with. He said, have you considered my servant Job? He said, yeah, I have considered him. But the problem is, God, you've got a fiery hedge of protection around him, and I cannot get to him without your permission. And if that applies to Job, that applies to you. That the devil may be breathing his hot breath at you. You may see the drool coming down from his teeth. You may feel the, his steps coming to close you. But let me tell you something. He can do nothing except God allows it. And if you stay in the ark of safety, there is nothing that can befall you. No plague can come near your dwelling. Is God. There is nothing that is made that was not made by him. Anything that is made by the creator is subject to the will of the creator. God is the source. Touch somebody and tell them God is the source. You may not, no, 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 God is the source. There was nothing made that was not made by him. So you worrying? Can I sit down for a second? So you worrying about how the bills are going to get paid. You worrying how the tuition is going to be paid. You worrying. Lord, this sickness is just about to take me out. He said, don't you know I'm the source? That job is just a read. Source. It's a vehicle. 
vehicle by which God gets his source to you. But God is the source. He said the cattle of a thousand hill belongs to me. And I believe the reason that we been a place where we have not been in a posture to receive is that we think that the job is a source. Thank God for doctors, but we think that the God, that the, that the doctor is the last pronouncer over our health and over how long we're going to live and the quality of our life. I thank God for, for him giving them godly wisdom, but they are not the final arbiter as to whether I will live or die. My hope, my future is found in him because he is the one that breathed life into me. And when he is ready to take his breath back, I'll leave. God, I thank you. But not one second earlier. Until then, I will live and not die. And I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. See, but that won't work unless you believe it. It's got to come from a hard place. It's got to come from a deep place. That though everything look around me looks like it's crumbling, the eyes of my faith says, I'm not moved by what I see. I'm moved by what I know. And what I know in the valley of my soul is that I will live and not die. I will see the goodness of the Lord. God is my provider. I will never go a night without eating. I will never go a night without shelter over my head. For God is my provider. He's the source. If he fed the prophet by the brook, by a buzzard, don't you know he's going to take care of you? If he closed the lilies of the field, if he feeds sparrows and lesser known beings, then you're being made in his image. He will not withhold his source. God, I thank you. Why am I spending so much time with this? I answer it because we have been seeking provision from other places other than God. This world system tells us that if you get in the right club, if you get the right degree, and I'm not saying you shouldn't go get an education because you should, but what I'm saying is the, the, the devil tells us that I gotta hobnob, I gotta hop in somebody's bed, I gotta join this group. If I don't come from the right side of truth, don't you know that the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord? And when God squeezes that heart, the devil has to get up. He will give your enemies nightmares until they bless you. Oh, 
He puts your face in the, in, in, in the dreams of strangers. In the, in the face of strangers. Until they see you. Hey, you you're the one I've been seeing. Here. Y'all don't know, but I'm prophesying right now. Let me tell you something. God is a source. And these people that think they're the little gods on the job. And they're the God down at the bank. And they're the God because they, they, they feel like they can tell people to come to and fro. They think they're gods. But the big God. God Jehovah. He will trouble them until they bless you. themselves together but the word of God said it but it won't be by me he said and while they're plotting and planning I got my ear and I'm listening on every plot every plan and he says that I will not have my children ignorant concerning what the devil is plotting against you because he's a source tell somebody God is the source not only is God the source But God is a giver. Somebody say, God is a giver. Lift your hand and say, God, thank you for being a giver. The greatest gift that he could give is in John 3 and 16. He said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten sons. And whoever believed him would not perish, but have everlasting life. So can somebody lift your hand and say, God, thank you for being a giver. Thank you, Lord, for being a giver. Thank you, Lord, for being a giver. I want to show you, he's not only the one that gives salvation, but I'm going to give you just a flurry right here. He's a giver of life. Job 33 and 4 says this, The Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. Somebody say God is a giver. I looked up in my little computer thing. Do you know that, God, that, that the mention of God giving is six times more than God taking? See, we always want to picture God as some stingy grandpa that we got to do every little thing right in order for him just to give us a little droplet. He'll get out of my way. No, it's his good pleasure. Give and bless his children. Tell somebody, God is a giver. The next thing is, 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 is Proverbs 2 and 6. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth. Say, God, thank you, Lord, for what comes from your mouth. And from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Somebody say, God is a giver. Deuteronomy 8 and 18 says, and you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives us power to get wealth. Somebody say God is a giver. Some of you are saying, Lord, because of my record, 
or because of this or because of that, won't nobody give me a job. Well, God gave you power to get wealth. Maybe God is calling you to make a job. Won't nobody give me an opportunity. God gave you everything that pertains to, to life and godliness. Everything is sitting resident inside of you. Could it be possible that every reason every door is being closed is because God wants you to be a door opener? Because after all, even though God is a source, there is a bunch of ungodly resources. Wouldn't it be better if God made you a godly resource? Come on, y'all. And we say, oh, no, the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. But it's time for some of God's people to be the wealth holders. Come on, y'all. Some of y'all drawn back because that sounds too much like work. Faith without works is there. But like the widow, like the prophet told the widow, what is it that you have in your house? It's something that is already in your house. It is something that is already in your ability. It's something that our God has already given you innately that God said, I've already given you power to obtain the wealth. You're looking for the wealth to come from the sky. God said that the wealth is going to come out of you, not come to you. Now that's for somebody. But somebody say, God is a giver. Psalm 29 and 11 says, the Lord will give you strength. Somebody lift your hand if you need strength. The Lord will give you, give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Somebody lift your hands. God, you are the giver of strength. Lord, I feel depletion in this room, but I thank you right now, God, that you are yet almost here. You're, you are the giver of strength and peace. So right now, God, we lift our hands and we receive strength. Come on, somebody lift your hands and begin to thank him that he's sending strength to you right now. The enemy has been trying to wear some of you out. He said, if I can't get you to turn around, I'll get you to give up. I'll give you, I'll get you to be weary and well-doing. But the word of God said, don't be weary and well-doing, but you will reap if you don't faint. You will reap if you don't faint. God said, keep going. God said, keep persevering. Don't stop praying. Don't stop confessing. Don't stop declaring his word. And I declare the anointed of the Lord, my God, the deliverer will show up. Somebody thank God right now that he's sending strength and peace right now. This is a moment. 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 Come on, don't let it pass by. Do you have the power to receive it? on us we bind up anxiousness right now we bind up worration right now somebody lift your hands we bind up we bind up worration right now we bind up waywardness of heart God we bind up discouragement and we speak strength to you Some of you are on the verge of giving up. Some of you say, God, if I don't hear a word from you today, Lord, I'm going to give it all up. I'm going to go out back out to the world. I'm going to take these pills. I'm going to blow my brains out. But God said, I am giving you strength.
Somebody thank you for strength and peace. Strength and peace. Strength and peace. Steady your heart. Steady your heart. You've been through worse before than this. You've been through worse before than this. Steady your heart. Compose yourself. Get yourself together. And the peace that passeth all understanding will guard your heart and your mind. God, we thank you for strength. Somebody say, God, thank you for strength and peace. Ooh, I feel, I feel a wave coming in this room. Oh, I feel him enveloping this place. That his strength is coming. His peace is coming. Thank you for your strength and your peace. God, you are a giver. You are not some stingy God that we can't see and we can barely talk to. God, you are a giver. God, give us peace. give strength to the feeble right now. We receive it. The last thing that he gives that God wanted me to share with you is that in Deuteronomy 12 and 10, but when you cross over Jordan and dwell in the land which the Lord your God has given to you to inherit. He will give you rest from all your enemies round about you. And you will dwell in safety. I'm going to read the word of God again. He said, but when you cross over, tell somebody beside you, when you cross over, Tell somebody, you will cross over. That Jordan River that is separating you from the land of promise, tell somebody, I will cross over. And dwell in the land which the Lord God has what, y'all? Given to you. There is a place of promise. There is a place of provision. There is a place that has been destined for you that the Lord has already given you. He told Joshua, he said, I want you to go and possess the land that I have already given you. We're busy trying to find a place that God said, I've already given it to you. But God said that this because I haven't just because I've given it to you does not mean you're gonna to have to go through some river joints every now and then. Does not mean you're gonna to have to face some Jerichos now and then. Does not mean you got to face some giants in the land. But nevertheless, God's people, He has already given to you. It is a foregone conclusion.
loose it. The horse has already left the barn. It is already a statement of certified fact. He has already given it to you. It is now incumbent upon us to go and possess it. Somebody reach your hand in front of you like this. One way that God allows us to receive something is that we go and we claim it. There are things that are right above your head that have been waiting I ain't going to say purgatory. Been right waiting in escrow. Waiting for you to complete the transaction. You understand that when somebody's about to buy a house, whenever you put your down payment, they hold it in escrow until the transaction is finished. But God is waiting for you to exercise your faith and complete the transaction. And the thing that has been waiting for you that God has promised you, the thing that he's spoken to you in your dreams and in your visits God said I have been holding it where the moths cannot eat it where the thieves cannot break in and steal it God said I am holding it just for you but he's waiting on you to make the transaction Somebody shout in the atmosphere, I'm going to make the transaction. It belongs to you already. But you must possess it, people of God. And God is saying right here that the Lord is giving you to inherit and he gives you, and I want you to listen to me. Anybody got, you ain't got to tell all your business, but just raise your hand. Does anybody got, got some enemies right now? Whether it's on the job, whether it's in the neighborhood, whatever it is. Tell, come on, wave your hand high. Well, I've got a word for you today. It says this, that he will give you rest from all of your enemies. That's the word. That's, that's not out of the book of Tony Jones, the first verse, and in the first chapter, first verse. This is the bona fide word of God. He said that he will give you rest from all of your enemies round about you. That means in every area of your life, all that oppose you, when they oppose you, they oppose the God of you. And God said he's going to give you rest from the enemy. I would think somebody get a little more excited about that. Maybe you like fighting. You know, some people just hood, just like to fight. <laughs> but God said, I'm going to give you rest from your enemies. All round about. Now, come on, look, we got to break the word down. When they say all round about, that means in every area of your life, in your health, if, there's, if, the, if, the, if the enemy is a spirit of sickness, that's an enemy. It doesn't have to be an enemy with two legs. Sometimes it's a enemy don't have legs. Sometimes it's a spirit that has come to torment you. But God said, I am giving you rest from all enemies. Being experienced an enemy of infirmity. Come on, come on, don't be ashamed. If we can't be honest in God's house, well, come on, 
the enemy of sickness. I am about to give you rest from the enemy of poverty and lack. Come on, somebody come in this place. If y'all don't receive the word, I can't help it. But it's pouring out like rain. God said, I'm about to give you rest from all enemies. And I'm not talking about when we close our eyes in the great by and by. I'm talking about on this side of eternity. You are about to walk in rest. He's about to make you lie down in green pastures. The word of God said he makes me lay down. He makes me lay down. When I want to be unwearing at night, he said I'm going to make you lay down in green pastures. Somebody say rest. over. See, some of us been, been a, see, God didn't mention giving rest from his enemies until they made up their mind they were going to cross over. Some of you have been scared to cross over. You've been scared to put your feet in the water. You've been scared to take a risk. But God said, if you step out on faith, if you step out on faith, rest is on the other side of the river. Rest is on the other side of the issue. Rest is on the other side of the enemy. Go and get your rest. If you're willing to, to face what makes you afraid, God said rest is on the other side of it. Somebody lift your hands and worship him in this room right now. God said he's dispensing that rest. You just gotta exert a little bit more energy. Come on, you got to put fear on the back burner and go ahead and get in the water. Go ahead and jump in the river. Go ahead and jump in the river. Go ahead and cross the Jordan. Go ahead and do what seems impossible. Go ahead and make a step. When everybody say, man, I wouldn't do that if I were you. God said, I'm telling you to come. I'm telling you to come. I'm telling you to come. What everybody else is afraid of, God said, that's where the blessing is. That's where the provision is. That's where the healing is. But you got to step in. Telling y'all, half the stuff I've said ain't even on this screen. God is preaching. Somebody lift your hands. I ain't got nothing else to say. Everybody standing on your feet. We'll talk about next week how we can position ourselves to receive, but God wants us to worship Him as the giver right now. Come on, lift your hands. Lift your hands and begin to worship Him. As the giver, as the giver, God, we, we acknowledge you. 
You are the giver of life, peace, joy, favor. And God, we receive you right now. We receive you. Lord, forgive us for thinking that you are one that wants to hurt us. Forgive us for thinking you are the one that wants to withhold us and punish us, God. Lord, you take pleasure in blessing your children. Come on, worship him as a giver. Come on, come on. This is like supply and demand. The more you, the more you magnify him as the giver, the more he's going to pour. It's supply and demand. If you supply the hunger for the gifting, he will supply more of the gifting. Come on, somebody lift your voice and begin to worship him. God said, I've given you power to receive, but you have to have the revelation that I am the giver. I am the source. I am the one that is going to prosper you. I am the one that's going to elevate you. I am the one that's going to heal you. Not the medicine, not the doctor. I am the God that healeth thee. I am the giver. I am the giver. I am the giver. I am the giver. I am the one that pays tuition. I am the one that gives grants. I am the one that gives scholarships. I am the one that gives knowledge. I am the giver. I am the giver. Jehovah is my name. I am the provider. I am Jireh. I am the one who gives. I am the one who provides. I am the one that releases the good from the kingdom of heaven. I the one Jehovah is my name. Hear the Lord saying, Take other things and people off the throne of your life. I am the source. I am the source. your confidence in me oh I know faith without works is dead but some of you been straining and struggling too much when all you have to do is receive 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 brought this out as a prop. Everybody knows what this is. I don't care if you got the greatest quarterback in the world. But one thing they leave out on the stats of all the passes they throw that all those yards and touchdowns would mean nothing if it wasn't a receiver. quarterback and have all the potential in the world but if he has nobody to throw it to if there's nobody to catch what he's throwing 
Somebody lift your hand and say, God, I receive. I receive. People want to say Joe Montana was one of the greatest quarterbacks in the, in the history. Yes, he was. But without Jerry Rice on the other end catching it. He wouldn't have been great Joe if it wasn't for, for, for Jerry being great. For running the routes. For doing everything to get open. For being in the posture to receive. And that's all God is saying, people of God. He wants us to stay in the posture to receive. Come up here, bro. brother. Go. Hold your hands out in the posture to receive. You see, I'm going to toss it to him. And he could not catch that unless he was positioned to receive. Someone toss it back to him. Now, unless, look, he, he's in the position. That same position also looks like a position of surrender. Did God, I take my hands off of it. I can solve nothing. As a matter of fact, I've been making a mess out of it. I am going to stand still and I'm going to see the salvation of the Lord. I'm not going to move and say you to yourself in the mood. I'm not going to speak until you, until you tell me to be. I am going to stay in the ready position to receive. Somebody lift your hands in the posture to receive. He has given you power to receive. You don't have to struggle for what's already yours. Oh! We're struggling like it ain't ours. It's already ours. the Lord say position yourself to receive we've been saying God I won't got our hands and stuff that, that we shouldn't got our hands all tied up in people and things that ain't gonna profit our future God said run your route and get in position to receive Somebody begin to thank him with your mouth. God said, I've been the giver, but I need you to be a receiver. And a giver is no good unless he's got somebody to receive what he's giving. Hey God, make me a receiver. Make me a receiver, God. Make me a receiver. Make me a receiver. I've been playing out of my position. I'm really a receiver. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall receive power. I told you before, the Holy Spirit was just a vehicle to get you the power. We stopped at getting the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit is just the first step so that we can go and get the power. I said, I've given you the power to receive. Anybody believe this word today? 
Come on, put your hand together and thank God that he's making you a receiver. He's making you a receiver. You know what that means? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to increase my capacity. I am going to stretch myself through prayer. I am going to stretch myself through meditation of his word. I am going to feed my faith every day. Faith come by hearing. I go, that means we got to meditate on the word. That means you can't just hear it on Sunday. You've got to hear it in your, you've got to hear yourself make a declaration that I am healed by his stripes. That my children were given to me for signs, wonders, and miracles. You've got to hear yourself say your own word. When the devil is raging, you can't tell the devil. Pastor Tony said, no, you said the Lord my God rebukes you by the word that is in my mouth. It's by your words, you're either going to be established or condemned. You make the choice. Somebody say, Lord, thank you for making me a receiver. Come on, everybody, lift your hands as we pray. God, we thank you. For, Lord, you have met us here. Not to harm us. Not to hurt us. But, God, you have met us here today. To show us that you are the giver. But your full fulfillment of being a giver is not complete until we position ourselves to be a receiver. God, you've given us the ability. You've given us the power. God, let us be keenly aware of the things that we need to eliminate out of our lives. There are too many other things in our hands, so we can't catch what you want to give us. There are too many things on our minds and, and too many things entwining and entangling our hearts, God. So that we cannot catch what you're throwing our way, God. God, we thank you, Lord, for showing us. We thank you, Lord, for giving us revelation, enlightening us. Illuminating unto us, God, what you desire to give to us. We thank you, Lord, that you are the giver, not of only life, not of only salvation, but of every good and perfect thing, everything that pertains to life and godliness. Lord, you have given it to us, and for that reason, God, we tell you thank you. We bless your name, and we receive. <laughs> yes, Lord, we receive. Yes, Lord, we receive. Hmm. Yes, Lord, we receive. Without any reservation, somebody lift your hands. God, we receive. Thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message, and we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org, or facebook.com slash at the fellowship. 
If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.